You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 137, the solo series. Let me ask you a simple question. How many times have you said to yourself, it is time for me to build this business. I know I have the talent, the gifts. I know this is meant for me. I really just need to go ahead and build this business. How many times have you said that to yourself? But then the the fear sets in, the self-doubt surfaces, and before long, you're back to playing it safe and doing nothing about your business. If you've been waiting for the right time, guess what? It's time to stop waiting. If you've been wanting to start a business, but you keep getting held up by fear, it's time to stop getting in your own way. If you've been self-sabotaging your business success, like we all do at the beginning before we've started to build our businesses, it's finally time to overcome that. You know something? At this very moment, you have the power to take a deep breath, overcome your fear, and finally do the work, the amazing work of building your business dream. So now the question becomes, well, what's it going to take? Watch my free training and learn the five mental shifts that you need to make to overcome self-sabotage and finally build your business. Are you ready to be ready to live your life's calling? All you have to do is say yes and watch my free training. You can watch that free training at tinyurl.com forward slash fear to action webinar. Again, that's tinyurl.com fear to action webinar. And remember, you don't have to feel ready at this very moment. You don't have to have everything lined up and ready to go. You simply have to say, yes, I am willing to take the next step afraid. Watch the training tinyurl.com forward slash fear to action webinar. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley with you on another episode. Last week was a crazy week, which is why this episode is starting in a brand new week. Now, if you're listening to this episode months from now or years from now, well, then it's all the same thing. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm talking about a really important topic today. Not that they're all not amazingly important, but so often we we talk about the strategies and the tactics and the things that you've got to do to be successful in business, but we don't talk about some of the, the foundational and amazingly important pieces that are oftentimes really challenging for a lot of us. And in today's episode, I want to talk about why appreciation and joy are critical to success, not only business success, but life success. I think we, we underestimate the power of our own ability to experience on a daily basis, no matter what is going on in your life, appreciation and joy. And these are two things that I've I've been thinking a lot about lately because they're not easy things for me to cultivate on a daily basis. You know, some people are really good at appreciation and joy and they can find appreciation in the tiniest things. They can find joy in the smallest things. And some of us like me, it takes a lot more work to do that. And yet the work is, is so necessary. It's so necessary to, no matter what you're going through, find that feeling of appreciation and find that feeling of joy and cultivate it. If for no other reason, then 
you don't get this particular day back again. You don't get this moment back again. Why would we choose to live it in unhappiness or in sadness or in being disgruntled when this is our moment and we don't get it back? So how we live this moment becomes really, really important if you think about it, because you don't get this again. So I want to talk today about why appreciation and joy are critical to success. Now, for those of you who are new to She Runs the Show, She Runs the Show is a podcast that is geared to women entrepreneurs, although many people listen to it that are not entrepreneurs and that are not women. And the reality of this show is I began this podcast a few years ago because I wanted women to hear clearly that they can have both, that it is not an either or choice. They can have relationships that thrive and businesses that rock, or you can say relationships that rock and businesses that thrive, whichever way you put it, you can have both. And I think so often we feel, and this is not just limited to women. I think men feel this a lot too, that if one area of your life is massively successful, it must come at the expense of another area. And She Runs the Show was born out of this idea that no, it never has to. It never has to. You can have both. You can have businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And yes, it takes work. And yes, you've got to be in the process and you've got to learn to fall in love with the process, but it can be done. It can be done and you deserve to have that and you've got to work for it. But as long as you know that your standard is, I am choosing to have both, that is exactly what you're going to create long-term. So that is She Runs the Show. If you're listening for the first time, welcome and thank you. Thank you for listening. So it is uh, it is a rainy, it's been a rainy weekend in Wyoming. It's rainy and I love the rain. I've always said I've never been to Seattle uh, in my life. And I have always said I would probably love Seattle because as a writer, I always say this to people, it sounds crazy to people who are not writers, but I write best in the rain. I literally, I write best in the rain. And so it has been storming and lightning and thunder and raining this morning. Now I haven't been outside for my usual run walks in the morning because obviously I do not run when it rains. I know there are folks who run when it rains and they are troopers, but at 40, my knees are very important to me. My lower back is very important to me and I am not going to play around with anything that could cause me to slip and fall and hurt those parts of my body. So I honor my stage of life by saying I take precautions that even at 20, I would have still done the same thing, though I can't say that at 20, I wouldn't be running in the rain either. So needless to say, it has been rainy, which has caused me to be in a flurry of wanting to write a new book. And I am beginning this week to write a new book about how to overcome the fear of failure. I'm so excited. I have actually had that book on my book writing roster for well over a year, I think probably over two years, which is why I already have the ebook cover design because my old ebook cover designer designed it for me way back. So I knew I was going to write this book way long time ago. And uh, I'm finally in the mode to write another book. It's one of the things that brings me joy. Writing books brings me joy. It's something that I would do if I shared it with no one. I would still do it. So there's a tip on, on cultivating joy. What are the things during your day that you would do if nobody was watching, you would do them just simply for the joy of doing them. You would do them. It doesn't matter whether it makes you money or not. Those things 
are joy cultivators. And so you want to develop a list of what are my joy cultivators and keep that list somewhere in front of you. I don't actually have my list in front of me anymore. It's This is a good reminder for me to put that list back up. But writing for me is a joy cultivator. I love to write. I love to express in the written word. I love to write things that inspire people. And I would do it if nobody was reading it. So joy cultivators become important. Let's go ahead and get started on this episode. So I want to talk a little bit about this whole idea of appreciation and gratitude. You know, Tony Robbins says the secret to real happiness is progress. You know, every day we've got to feel like we are, we're growing, we're evolving, we're developing. And if you don't feel that way, that's when the unhappiness really sets in. Like when you look at your life and you go, I am in the same spot today that I was 10 years ago. That kind of sucks when you, and, and that actually, let me just debunk that for people who are listening, who might feel that way. You couldn't possibly in, be in the same place that you were 10 years ago because every moment you're different, you're a different you. So if you're living with the thought that, you know, geez, my life is no different. Maybe your income's not that different. Maybe, um, your, your business hasn't grown the way you've wanted it to. Maybe your weight hasn't changed, but you, the eternal, the ever evolving you is obviously different. You're, you're different right now than you were 15 minutes ago. So it's important really to set the precedent when you start to hear those sort of negative ideas and limiting beliefs and thoughts that you say to yourself, no, I'm, I'm always evolving. Now, can we progress faster? Yes. Can we evolve in certain ways? Can we direct our focus and attention and really ramp up in certain arenas? Yes. It does take concentrated effort and focus and all of those kinds of things, but you're always changing. You're always, you're always evolving. So it's not true for anybody that you're in exactly the same place in this moment that you were 10 years ago. Your, your bank account might look similar. Your, um, certainly we don't physically look similar, right? The me 10 years ago has a few less lines than the me right now. Um, and that's okay. Cause I've earned every one of those lines. The me 20 years ago has fewer stretch marks than the me right now. Cause I didn't have babies at the, well, I did actually, I have a 21 year old, but 25 years ago, that body look different than it does now. Um, and that's okay. And it's good to be okay with, I am not the same that I was 10 years ago, and I don't have to be this person 10 years from now. So the secret to happiness, to real happiness is progress. That's what Tony Robbins says. And it's true. Every day that we feel like we're growing even a little bit, we're evolving, we're loving more, we're creating more, we're listening on a deeper level, we're sharing on a deeper level. That's progress. That's progress. And so I want to talk about how do you how do you see appreciation? How do you see joy? And how do you make that a daily, I won't even call it a daily practice, but a way of life, a way of living. And I want to begin by a quote from Wallace D. Waddles. I have a book and I, I haven't taught on it in a long time. I really need to teach on it. And it's an old book. I think it was written before Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, but it's called uh, The Science of Getting Rich. Now, for those of you who are listening, like, I don't care about being rich. I'm glad you don't care about being rich. I'm not going to say that that's true for me, but um, this book really is about so much more than getting rich. It really is, which is why I need to teach on it. I think I'm probably going to teach on it in, um, in, um, on Facebook lives in my KV Facebook page, which I think is facebook.com forward slash 
Cassandra Vaughn MBA, if I'm right. So if you're, if you haven't liked my business page, facebook.com forward slash Cassandra Vaughn MBA, I really think, and this is something I've just decided as I'm recording this podcast, I really think I'm going to teach the science of getting rich specifically on a new FB Life series I'm doing over there starting today called, um, this is how I know it's starting today because I don't even remember the name of it called the daily shift with Cassandra, the daily shift with Cassandra. So if you want to learn, do a deep dive on the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles, join me on the daily shift with Cassandra, with Cassandra. It's brand new. Don't, don't judge me. It's brand new. Um, at facebook.com forward slash Cassandra Vaughn MBA. And that's going to be happening right now. I'm thinking every Monday and Thursday, I might do it five days a week, but I haven't decided yet. But every Monday and Thursday, at least I'm going to do an FB live training at facebook.com forward slash Cassandra Vaughn MBA. Um, and it begins today, 4.30 PM mountain, just so you know. So every Monday and Thursday, I'm going to do that on that, um, on that page. And I'm going to cover the science of getting rich. This is so helpful because I just figured that out. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. So let me start with a quote from the science of getting rich. Do you love how I just had a moment where I had a little bit of shiny object syndrome, but then it helped me make a decision. This is how business goes, everybody. Just so you know, it's not all like sometimes people, I tell people I have an MBA and they think of, you know, MBA and hard and like, business suit and sitting in a room strategizing. No, a lot of what works in business is inspired action. And you can never know when inspired action is going to hit you. And then it does. And you got to, you have to seize it. You have to run with it. Just like I made the decision just now that I'm going to cover the science of getting rich on the daily shift with Cassandra. So just know that not everything is packed in a, in a box the way that you would think an MBA is. And a lot of the best things that will happen in your business will come to you through inspiration. And you've got to learn to listen and trust and go with it when it shows up, which it just showed up for me. Thank you to the universe for that. Okay. So back to Wallace D. Waddles. Here's what he says in Think and Grow Rich, and you will see how deep this is. In the book, and this was written in, I think, the 1800s or early night. I think maybe it was 1910, somewhere around there. This is what Wallace has to say in thinking, not thinking grow rich. Ay, ay, ay. The science of getting rich. The science of getting rich. Thinking grow rich is Napoleon Hill. So in the science of getting rich, this is what Wallace D. Waddles has to say. He says, you cannot exercise much power without gratitude for it is gratitude that keeps you connected with power. But the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting you more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot long keep from dissatisfied thought regarding things as they are. The moment you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction upon things as they are, you begin to lose ground. You fix your attention upon the common, the ordinary, the poor, and the squalid and the mean. And your mind takes the form of these things. To permit your mind to dwell upon the inferior is to become inferior and to surround yourself with inferior things. On the other hand, to fix your attention on the best is to surround yourself with the best and to become the best. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. Now, there's a lot there. I want to read this again. I want you to listen for the distinctions that come specifically to you as you hear this. You cannot exercise much power without gratitude, for it is gratitude that keeps you connected with power. But the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting you more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot long keep from dissatisfied thought regarding things as they are. 
The moment you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction upon things as they are, you begin to lose ground. You fix attention upon the common, the ordinary, the poor, and the squalid and mean, and your mind takes the form of these things. To permit your mind to dwell upon the inferior is to become inferior and to surround yourself with inferior things. On the other hand, to fix your attention on the best is to surround yourself with the best and to become the best. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. The last line is the the drop the mic moment. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. Here's the question. Every single day, consistently, persistently over, over time, is your attention on what you're dissatisfied with in your life? Or is your attention on what you appreciate that in this moment is in your life? That changes the game for your future. That's why appreciation and joy are critical to success because the creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. So here's the thing. Having a life where appreciation and joy are foundational is the key to creating a future, whether it's in your business, in your relationships, in something else, it is the key to creating the future that you want because the creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. On a constant basis, we have to be asking ourselves moment by moment, hour by hour. I know it sounds annoying, but when your natural proclivity, I should say that unless in a less SAT word like way, when you're, when you tend to be the person who looks at what's not working because you want to fix it and you're a fixer, or you tend to be the person who is always looking for the other shoe to drop or what could go wrong, your natural proclivity isn't to appreciation and joy. It's to what's going to go wrong, what's not going to work, um, what's broken so I can fix it. And the problem with that orientation, and I'm speaking to myself as I'm talking to you because I'm a fixer too. And I'm somebody who tends to like look for the other shoe to drop so I can handle it before it drops kind of thing. The problem with that is the creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. So here's the thing. Having a life where appreciation and joy are foundational takes work and it takes different levels of work depending on what your natural tendency is. Because at the end of the day, we tend to live where we're emotionally comfortable. And for some of us, we're emotionally comfortable at happy, right? There are some of us who just, that's just, you've met those people. They're just naturally upbeat, naturally like, yay. You know, they're naturally cheerleaders. I'm not one of those people. You might not be either. But we tend to live where we're emotionally comfortable. And so if you like me, if you can relate to, to me, I'm somebody who has, um, for most of my life been emotionally comfortable on the more conservative, like hope for the best, but expect the worst, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, I, I lean more towards sad than happy in my emotional orientation. And I used to be ashamed of that. I used to be ashamed of because being somebody who inspires others, I used to be really ashamed of this, this thing of my, my natural emotional set point is, is way closer to sad than it is happy. And that has a lot to do with my upbringing and, and childhood experiences and things where, um, I felt unloved and unwanted and, uh, I felt like a burden and I'm not going to blame 
my childhood for that emotional set point. But it is a good thing to understand that you don't have to feel shame if you aren't naturally a Pollyanna, if you aren't naturally a person who's always happy and always upbeat, because then we get into the thing of faking that and pretending like that's who we are. And so it's taken me a long time to really understand that I'm emotionally comfortable naturally in a place that's far closer to sadness than it is to happiness, which is a good awareness to have because that lets me know when you know where your current emotional set point is, you know what you've got to do to raise that set point. You So I know that for me, when, um, when I find myself going in the direction of where I'm emotionally comfortable and going in the direction of sadness and going in the direction of waiting for the other shoe to drop, <clears throat> I know that I've got to do something to get myself out of that. I know that to raise my vibration, I've got to listen to an inspiring video. I need to listen to, to somebody else's podcast that inspires me. I have to go on Pinterest and read some amazing quotes. I know that I've got to exercise and lift weights. One of the reasons why I lift weights in the morning is because that, and not cardio, cardio kind of trains me. I do cardio because I want to drop body fat, but I don't do cardio. Well, my spin class pumps me up, but it also drains me. But lifting weights for me is the raising of my emotional set point. Now, why am I saying all of this to you? I'm saying all of this to you because there are a lot of us out there who feel like because we're not naturally Pollyannas and we're not naturally happy and joyful all the time that we should feel ashamed because it takes us work to get there. Don't be ashamed of that. I inspire lots of people and I help to coach lots of people and Part of the reason why I'm able to do that so well is because I know what sadness feels like and I know what grief feels like and I know what loss feels like and I know it feeling like a burden feel. I don't think I could be as good of a coach if I were naturally happy all the time, naturally. Like if I didn't know the opposite of joy and if I didn't know the opposite of those things and if I didn't have to actually work to raise my emotional set point, I don't know that I would be the coach that I am. So if that's you, don't be ashamed of that. Be, be good with, un, be good, be grateful. Here's the thing. Be grateful that you have the awareness, right? Like people, people used to talk about Eeyore and Tigger. And I always thought that I, I needed to make myself a Tigger, even though I was more of an Eeyore in terms of my natural tendency. And, um, and I've learned that, I'm not naturally a Tigger. Now I can get myself to be a Tigger. I can get myself there and I do work on that pretty, pretty often, but I have ER moments and there's value in ER moments. And I think we don't value ER moments. I think now you don't want to live as an Eeyore. You don't want to, you don't want to spend your life in Eeyore mode, right? But if you're not naturally a Tigger, and these are all Winnie the Pooh references, I, 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 my second son, I did his whole nursery's Winnie the Pooh, which is why I know these things, uh, even though I find Winnie the Pooh boring. Um, <laughs> but if you don't have to make yourself something that you're not, is what I'm saying. If you know you tend to be more of an Eeyore than a Tigger, be okay with that, be aware of that, and then know what you need to implement in your life and your daily activities and your daily rituals so that you can get closer to that Tigger category. I am never going to be a full out Tigger. I'm just not. That's just, that's not where I'm going. But I, I'm very Tigger in a lot of the things that I do, but I have to work to get myself there and be okay with that. There's no shame in having to create a Tigger environment if your set point is more, is closer to the Eeyore side of things. Just saying. Okay. I digress. <laughs> um, 
But again, having a life where appreciation and joy are foundational, it does take some work. Here's the other thing. Appreciation and gratitude are different variations of a powerful principle. So I don't want to sit here for a long time because I could do an episode just on this alone, but understand that appreciation is more powerful than gratitude. Lots of us focus on gratitude. And Wallace D. Weddles in that quote did talk about gratitude, but I, I want to go deeper for a second. Appreciation is deeper than gratitude. Gratitude is, I'm so thankful that I have a place to live in. But if you really hear when people do their gratitude journals or when they say what they're grateful for, the problem with gratitude is that it's, it's, there are two sides to that coin. So when you're focused on gratitude, there's the head of the coin that is, I'm so grateful that I have a place to live. But then there's the tail of that coin that's because I could be living under a bridge. Do you see where the negative spin on that comes in? So when we practice gratitude, we're always saying what we're grateful for, but in the context of imagining what could be worse. That's the problem with gratitude. There's always, there, there, there's a negative side to what we're grateful about. Like, I'm grateful that I have legs that work, but that's within the context of I could be somebody who doesn't have legs that work which the negative side of the gratitude is what sort of brings down its power a little. Appreciation is more powerful. And I'm going to tell you why, because when I appreciate something, there is no negative spin to it. When I appreciate that, um, it's raining outside and I love to write in the rain and I appreciate the rain because it just, it gets my creative writing juices flowing. There's no negative spin to that. I'm not saying, well, I'm grateful that I can, I can write a book because some people can't see. So when I do gratitude, I'm talking about being grateful for something right now in the context of what I could be without when I'm appreciating the rain. I'm not thinking about the negative spin of not having rain. I'm fully present in the moment of appreciating the rain and what it does for my creativity. See the difference? So appreciation and gratitude are different. They're different variations of a powerful principle, but the principle is that which you focus on grows. That which you put your attention on is what you become. And so you want to focus on what can I appreciate in another person? What can I appreciate in myself today? What can I appreciate about my life today? What not in the context of, well, if I didn't have this, then I would be sucky because this would be happening. Appreciation is what can I just fully bask in right now. Like, what can I, this is amazing. Why is this amazing right now? That's appreciation. And it's different from gratitude. And again, what you focus on, what you give your attention to is what you become. Here's the other thing. Joy comes from within, you know, joy. Um, the Bible talks about joy a lot. And the Bible talks about joy as, you know, joy is your strength. It, and it really is. And one of the reasons why joy is such a powerful, creator of success is because joy creates success right now. The mere feeling of joy, the, the, the sense of like, I am joyful because I choose to be, do you know how powerful it is when you learn that you can be joyful and nothing has changed in your life. You can be joyful and there could still be sucky things going on in your life. You could be joyful because you heard your song. I mean, I don't know how many times I played Despacito, but it's part of my workout uh, music. Every time I hear that song, I get joyful and it's a song. And so no matter what you're going through there, joy is something that you choose, you cultivate, you create, and it comes from within. It never comes from anybody else. Nobody else is going to make you joyful. Listen, I love the sound of babies laughing. 
right? I love the sound of babies laughing. And I, I can't wait to have babies again, just to hear that, that laughter. But I don't have to have a baby right now for me to experience that joy. I'd go on YouTube and I'm sure I'd find plenty of YouTube baby clips with laughter, or I could laugh myself. But the joy is not coming. You know, so often we think the joy is, well, I've got to have a baby. So then I have joy. No, actually, the baby comes from the joy, right? Like joy comes from within. True joy is something you give to yourself. It's just like happiness. It's an inside job. So joy comes from within and you can cultivate it in any moment. And yes, when you're going through stuff and life is hard and things are happening that you can't control and you're grieving and there's loss. Yeah. Joy is harder to cultivate from within, but you still can do it. You can find moments of it. You can find glimpses of it. Joy comes from within. Here's the other thing. Both appreciation and joy are not acts that we do. They're states of being that we live into. And it's really important. So so often we make, so often we we, um, water down appreciation and joy by making them like, okay, okay, I need my gratitude journal. And then I need to listen to this song and I need to do this. I need to do that so I can like make these things happen within me. The moment you make it a robotic task, you're missing the entire point. Appreciation and joy are not acts that you do. They're states of being that you live into. And in order to live into them on a daily basis, you've got to nourish and build those into your daily lives and not in a, it's on my to-do list kind of way, but in a, I get to enjoy this moment. Like this is my moment. This is my, this is my, this is a juicy moment. How can I get the most out of this moment? That's a different way of being in the world. And so often we try to squeeze appreciation and joy into a to-do list. And then we suck all the appreciation and joy out of it by putting it on the to-do list. And it isn't act. It isn't an act that we take. It isn't a chore that we do. It's a state of being that we live into. So just keep that in mind as you go through the day. It's not like, okay, how can I be appreciative right now? How can I be joyful right now? It's how can I bask in this moment and fill it with appreciation and joy and love and like all that great stuff. That's what it is. It's a state of being and we have to live into it. It's not something that we put on the to-do list and then we just get it done. And the way that you, you live into it, you, you ask yourself some powerful questions moment by moment. You know, you ask yourself questions like, what can I appreciate about this, this moment? What can I appreciate about today? What can I appreciate about the person that I'm talking to on the phone? What can I appreciate about the, you know, the person, people I live with? What, you know, uh, you might have a, I don't know, you might have a really like a kid who tracks in mud with their shoes after they come home from practice and you're just angry that they they don't know what it takes to keep a clean house and you go well but what can I appreciate about this dirty child of mine you know who's tracking in mud I don't know but what can you appreciate about that moment you know maybe you simply appreciate that that moment's never going to come again in quite that way there will be tons of practices but never this one and this moment You know, you ask yourself questions like, what brings me joy and how am I adding joy to my daily life? Music brings joy. Dancing brings joy for those of us who like dancing. You know, I think I've only had, uh, one child 
out of three so far who's liked to dance. And my first only danced for me once. And I think he was 18 months old when he did that and then never again. Um, and I love dancing. So what brings you joy and how are you adding that into your daily life in the midst of a struggle? This isn't really important when you struggle, when you're struggling with something and there's always going to be ups and downs in life. I don't know why I have moments where I go, why is this happening? You know, I rail against the circumstance. Why? No, we're always going to have struggles. That's part of growth and development and evolution. In the midst of a struggle, where are you looking and finding both appreciation and joy? Where are you finding both? I mean, that's a really important thing. In the midst of a struggle, where are you looking and finding both appreciation and joy? And then really appreciation and joy can you forgive yourself for moments where you can't find either? You know, I'm not going to be a Pollyanna here and tell you that there are not going to be moments where life just sucks. You know, I mean, there, there are moments where you go, you look around and nothing is working. Nothing. Your, your body is sick and your heart is broken and uh, your money is funny and your business isn't moving and, you know, you're getting mail from bill collectors and you're on the outs with your family. I mean, I get like, there are seasons of that, right? Can you, in those seasons where you, you're like, I am reaching for joy. I'm reaching for appreciation, but my life right now just sucks. Can you forgive yourself for moments where you can't find either? You can't find it. Can you just go, I, you know, I, I talked in a previous episode about how I sat in a hotel room when my flight was delayed and I just had about 30 minutes of, you know, throwing a temper tantrum with God and going, I just can't be grateful right now. I just, I can't be grateful. I'm, I, I know I should be, but I can't be. Can you forgive yourself for moments like that? And are you willing to see the appreciation and joy in the tiniest of things when the big things really suck? Listen, there are going to be seasons of life when the big things really suck. The relationship sucks. The money sucks. The job sucks. The business sucks. I mean, people think that they leave a job and then they go into a business and it's going to be all butterflies and, and lollipops and all that kind of stuff. No, there are going to be times when the business totally sucks and you don't want to do that either. Right? Can you in those moments when it all just sucks, can you find appreciation? Even laughing, like sometimes when I'm having a, a, you know, like a bad day and I can't just, you know, I listen to videos and it doesn't get me out of the funk and I, I listen to podcasts and it doesn't break me free of that. And I just go, you know, I start laughing because I go, I don't even want to be around me right now. You ever have those moments? I, I don't even want to be around myself. And then you laugh and then you appreciate the laughter because you're laughing at yourself. You're laughing with yourself and there's joy in that. There's joy in that. So what am I saying at the end of the day? What I'm saying at the end of the day is cultivating appreciation and joy can be harder for some than others, depending on what your natural emotional set point is. Don't be ashamed about that. Be good. Be good with the awareness. Be grateful for the awareness. Appreciate the awareness, right? Appreciate the awareness that you know what your set point is. Not everybody's meant to be a tigger naturally, but everybody can get to tigger levels if they want to. The other piece of it is, is that Success is really not about, success is really not simply about the results that you get. The results are important. I mean, the results prove to you that you're making progress. I think that's why the results bring that feeling of elation and joy and happiness for a moment. Does it for a moment? 
But success really boils down to how do you feel consistently, persistently over time? How are you spending your thought life, your, your days, your weeks, your month? Are you living in appreciation and joy or are you only joyful when you hit a certain point and you get a certain result? Uh, you do a certain amount of money in your business. Are you only joyful at those critical, uh, result moments, which they're, if you think about over the course of a 90 year lifespan, you, I don't know. You don't get that many of them when you think of all of the days you'll live if you live to 90. So just remember that success in life in business is about how you experience the bulk of your life. And the bulk of your life is, listen, the bulk of your life are ordinary things on ordinary days. You, you don't win an Oscar every single day. You don't um, hit a million in revenue every single year or every single day. Uh, the bulk of life is really the mundane, ordinary things. Can you experience your ordinary moments in extraordinary ways? That's what I really want you to work on. Can you experience your, your ordinary moments in extraordinary ways? Because until you learn how to do that, you miss out on so much appreciation and so much joy and so much happiness and so much fun, 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 fun. Like, can you make today fun, even if it's filled with boring to do things? Can you make it fun? You know, the three words that I like to put on my to-do list is trust, faith, and fun as reminders to myself that I've got to trust myself and I've got to trust the process of life, um, that I have to believe in what I'm creating and what I'm doing faith. And that it's gotta be fun. <laughs> you know, it's gotta be fun. And I'm, I haven't been the best at fun. I am a serious person by nature. I'm like my dad in that way. I'm very serious, you know, like very serious. Um, but I, I do my best to have fun because life goes so fast. It go. I mean, and if you're in your twenties and you're listening to this, you, you won't get it. So don't worry about it. You won't get it. But I have to say at 40, I just realized that life goes by super fast. And it's, it's not even from the perspective of being at midlife. I plan to live till I'm 90. So I've got more life uh, in front of me than behind me. So at 40, I kind of feel like I'm starting over again. It's, I feel almost like I'm 16 again, going to college and starting over. So I still have 50 more years, God willing to go. But at 40, I see in a way that I didn't at 20, that life is so much about the everyday ordinary moments, that that's where greatness comes from. That's where success is built. It's not built in those monumental crossing the finish line moments. It's built in the everyday. And if you don't know how to make ordinary moments extraordinary in terms of how you feel and how you show up and how you live, then you're going to miss out on so much of your life so much because it's, it's the ordinary that creates the extraordinary. It really is. And it took me a long time. I mean, I was going to college at 16, just looking for like extraordinary big moments all the time. And when they wouldn't come, I'd be like, well, what's this about? Like, I thought I was going to make it by the time I was 25. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm learning. I'm still learning, right? Like I still have that extraordinary thing tendency, but I'm learning that it's the ordinary that creates the extraordinary. It really is. And, uh, an extraordinary life 
first and foremost, requires an extraordinary mindset because it's the extraordinary mindset that turns, that transforms the ordinary moments into extraordinary experiences. So cultivate your mindset, cultivate your level of appreciation and joy, cultivate your, your emotional strength and resiliency and tenacity and emotional intelligence and master your mindset and build your inner leadership. And if you're struggling with doing that, if you feel like you live in Eorville and you can't ever get to Tiggerville, join me in my private Facebook community. This is what I teach with that group fire your inner critic, find your inner badass, and finally, finally build your business. You can find that group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire your inner critic. That's what I teach in the group. I really, every day, Monday through Friday, three weeks out of the month, I come on and do FB lives about this, about how do you, how do you master your inner leadership? How do you go from being an Eeyore to a Tigger? How do you overcome your fears and transform them into fuel? How do you love yourself into a powerful place? And how do you do that when there's outer criticism and inner criticism and there's La Vida Loca happening around you and people don't support you? How do you still stay strong? And how do you still love yourself through the process? And I teach that in the the private community on Facebook. So join us, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash fire and a critic. And last point, really love your life. Really love your life. Like that's where appreciation and joy come from. They come from love. And so often we close ourselves to love either because we've been hurt or because we're currently hurting or because we don't like something about ourselves or about our lives, about where we are, or we feel like we didn't take enough risks in life so far, or we feel like we didn't fully utilize our... There's lots of shame stuff that we deal with that we don't even know we're dealing with. And and the quickest way to appreciation and the quickest way to joy is always going to be through love. And love has to start with you. It has to start with you loving you. And, you know, one of the most powerful I am affirmations that I say which almost every time just gets me right in the heart is I am worth loving. I'm worth loving. And I don't know if, if, if it's that people don't say it to each other enough, you know, people, do, you know, people don't come out and they go, you are worth loving, right? It just would be awkward if they did that in the middle of Starbucks, but I just want you to know, and I want you to be reminded because I know on a soul level, you get this, but I just want you to hear this from me. You are worth loving. You are worth loving. You are worth loving. You are worth loving yourself. You are worth being loved by others. You are worth being seen, known, heard, validated. You are worth loving. Take that in. Take that in and run with it. Appreciation and joy. I will see you guys in the next episode of She Runs the Show.